Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and always, always happy you are listening. Well, I had a long weekend of solid labor and my body is really, really tired and I've been trying to recover. I even took a couple of days off to work in the yard. I'm, I'm planting new grass and trying to get ahead of the winter and, and get it started so our dogs can return to the backyard and it's been just a big mess. And so I had dragged my feet on it long enough and Basically had to get it done this weekend, so I took a couple of days off and and still recovering from the sore muscles, sore back, sore legs, sore everything. So I'm um, actually pumped about just sitting in the chair and talking after a weekend like that. But uh, I thought today, you know, I don't really have any clips because I haven't really watched anything or listened to anything. I've just been working in the yard. But one of the things I was thinking about, in in libertarian circles, there's these analogies to the matrix, right? The analogy is that that we're in the matrix, right? This is the, the world is not what you think it is. You know, what you learn in school is not exactly the truth. Uh, the way the world is supposed to work is is not the way you learned about it, right? It's not... I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill, you know, like uh, uh, like the cartoons used to teach us. There's there's actually some sort of organized kind of thing going on. And anyway, libertarians often talk about this as the red pill or the blue pill, right? So the the blue pill is, you know you don't believe anything is going on. You just think this, this is the way it's supposed to be. And so you're blue pilled, right? Blue pilled is like, yeah, the government works exactly as it's supposed to work. And our vote does count. And the law is, no one is actually above the law. And the law is about providing liberty and freedom to individuals. That's what the purpose of the law is. And if you believe all that, then you're a blue-pilled person. And if you're a red-pilled person, you're you're like, I'm living in the matrix. This is all just a big story to keep us, you know, coddled and controlled uh, for the purpose of producing, <laughs> what you know, electricity in the matrix, right? The purpose in the real world would be to, I think, probably fleece us, you know, just keep us producing so that we can produce taxes and we can produce the wealth that uh, a very few of us have. And the system that we, that we live under perpetuates that, creates it and perpetuates it. And then there's two, there's kind of two other pills that are not from the matrix, but they're, they're the they're pills that kind of libertarians talk about. One is the black pill. Okay, the black pill is like, yeah, I'm red pilled, and this is just going to go on and on and on and on until we hit a wall, and there's going to be death and destruction, and the world is going to collapse, and uh, 
uh, we're going to be sent back 300 years or something like that. That's black pilled. Like there's just no way out of this. Think, imagine an airplane diving straight down toward the earth from 20,000 feet and there's just no way to pull out of it. That's black pilled. And, and then white pilled is, is something, uh, like you see something hopeful, like an example of this might be the fact that Elon Musk and his investors bought Twitter and brought us truth. And if, 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 as long as we can discover truth, we can beat back the tyranny, uh, that is the U S federal government and the globalist and whoever's in that group. Right. And so this is something that libertarians talk about all the time. And I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it seems like so many people just won't consider at all that, I mean, everybody, let me just say it this way. Everybody senses, almost everybody senses something is wrong, right? They look at the world around us. They see crime, they see debauchery, they see, you know, they just, it's not the world that they grew up in, right? And, and, the, and so they sense something is wrong. But then if you tell them something like, well, COVID was planned and they're trying to depopulate the earth or something. I mean, people, some people just won't even consider that. They're like, oh, you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're this, you're that. And this puzzles me some, you know, I kind of wonder like how bad would it have to get? What kind of crazy things would your government officials have to tell you before you might consider the red pill, you know, like, like things aren't as they seem and I'm being lied to continuously and about everything. And, you know, I was just thinking about that. Like, what, what are the limits? You know, how much do some people have to endure before they consider this? Consider that there's an alternative to the Pledge of Allegiance, the Star-Spangled Banner, uh, all the presidents, all the noble presidents' faces on the wall in grade school, and how, and how well... And how anybody could grow up and be president, right? You, Seth Martin, you can be president. You can be anything you want to be in America. Well, even that is not entirely true, right? We're, we're learning that Donald Trump can't be president. I mean, if he was a little boy one, one day in the past, and his dad told him, Donald, even you can be president of the United States. Well, what, what have we learned from that? We've learned that there's a caveat. You can be president of the United States as long as certain people approve, right? And the permanent managerial state approves. And so what I'd like everybody to do is just consider where you fit on that spectrum. What, what pill are you, do you subscribe to if you could subscribe to a pill? Are you the white pill? Are you very optimistic? Like, uh, you know, like I'm a, I'm a Christian, right? And so part of me says truth wins, right? It doesn't mean that a whole bunch of people don't die and a whole bunch of bad things happen, you know, don't happen. It just means in the end, uh, 
truth wins. So that's kind of a white pill, right? Now, if we burn down half the country and a third of the population dies or something, that's, that's not exactly comforting, right? But that is a form of white pill, right? And then the black pill is just like... Like almost the black pill, I can't even hardly relate to, right? People that just, there's just no way out of it. There is a way out of it, but it, there's a lesson to be learned, right? There's, there's a really hard lesson. Like, like when you got in trouble when you were a kid, right? Your, your parents said, you know, punished you, right? They may have grounded you or my parents used to always make me do something generally that cost me money because they knew that I really, valued the savings that I had accrued in my, in my savings account. And so I'll just tell you one time I broke a window in my house cause I, it, it started to rain and I was locked out of my house and it wasn't late at night. It was like five in the afternoon, but it, it was raining these big giant raindrops. I mean, like they were the size of golf balls, the raindrops and they were coming down hard and it was going to get harder. And I had, circled the house a couple of times to look for an open window. All the doors were locked. And finally, I was just like, man, this is not good. So I broke my bedroom window. And my dad was always, he was, he's the greatest at punishing. My, my dad was okay with like punishing himself, which is, this is always the best punishment. When you punish your children, you have to be willing to punish yourself. That's the key. You have to be willing to take the time to suffer with them (laughs) and then they'll learn a good lesson. Right? So my dad comes to me and he says, he says, Seth, I'm trying to understand why you think it's okay to break a window in my house. And I'm like, dad, what? He's like, I don't even want to hear it. Just stop. What you're going to do is you're going to fix that window all by yourself. Now me being the cocky, know-it-all that I was, or am, however you want to look at it, I thought, no problem, you know, I could replace a window. How hard could it be, right? So I get in my mom's car, and I drive over to Sutherland's, and I buy a piece of glass, and I and I had already measured the window and written down the dimensions, and uh, the people at Sutherland's, they cut me a piece of glass, and I go home, and I put it up, and it's like, it's like an eighth of an inch too big, too wide. And I was like, man, this is awful. So I, so I go to the store and I buy one of those hand glass cutters and I've got the piece of glass laying on our kitchen floor, which was linoleum. And I had a straight edge and I was trying to score the glass. If you can believe that to take off like an eighth of an inch, not quite a quarter of an inch. And of course the glass cracked. So I get back in the car, drive to Sutherland's and I go in and order another piece of glass and adjust for the, the size. And, um, they tape it up and everything. I take it out to the car and I put it in the back seat and it's kind of laying in the floorboard and leaning on the back seat. Well, I put the car in drive and as I'm driving off, I adjust the seat cause I had moved the seat up a little bit and Sure enough, I mean, he went, broke the glass. 
So I put the car in park. I went back into Sutherland's, bought a third piece of glass, finally got that piece of glass and repaired the window. And my dad was just loving it. He was just loving it. And this is what I mean. You know, you, you learn, um, you learn real lessons. You, you just never forget it. I'm 57, 56 years old. I'll never forget that. That's a lesson I'll never forget. And, you know, there's going to have to be some hard lessons that people learn as a result of dishonest money, laws that are unjust, a legislature that's out of control, a system that's too centralized, too big, too powerful, a banking system that favors the wealthy, and a free market system that is that is anything but free, right? It's it's controlled, it's it's regulated, it's it's not a free market. And so but if you ask people today, you go well, I mean, people I see these man on the street videos and it's just amazing how really dumb, I hate to say it, but just straight up dumb people are. These people, all of us, are going to have to learn an important lesson. And it's, it's, it's simple things, really. It's not really complicated, right? Laws aren't laws because Congress says so, right? That's not a law. That's not what makes a law. We've talked about Frederick Bastiat on here before, but Frederick Bastiat said, and he's absolutely right, is that the purpose of the law is to protect liberty and property. Well, just look at how many laws we have that don't have anything to do with protecting liberty and property. Okay? Look at a free market. We've talked about what a free market is. What is a free market? A free market is nothing more than free people buying and selling, deciding what they want, trading. Okay? Well, what does that have to do with regulation? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But regulations are imposed on the free market, and they cause distortions. What about the phony money? Well, because the phony money is easy to create, you can buy influence, you can, you can buy, um, you can buy, you can distort the market, you can direct market activity in a particular way, like clean energy, for example. We're already starting to see these lessons are being learned, right? Ford Motor Company, Chevy, they've, they've both have pulled back from EV production. This is part of the lesson that, that we have to learn collectively. Now, actually what we do is we learn it individually, but we each have to learn it, and then collectively we, we will have all learned it. And then we'll quit voting for stuff like this, right? Because what we're doing is we're, we're the ones voting for these people, right? So ultimately it's our fault. And it's our fault because we don't understand the principles. We don't understand how Congress's uh, legislative authority has encroached on the market and how that in turn hurts us, damages our lives, makes our, makes our standard of living lower, right? So, you know, think about this, whether you're a red pill, a blue pill, a white pill, or a black pill. Again, the red pill is... No, the, none of this is real. This is the matrix. You know, the real world is actually much simpler, really. 
it's 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 a it's a law that's grounded in liberty and property. It's a market that's actually free. Free market means free from government influence, free from regulation. It's just it, it's the activity that takes place that creates production, right? But it starts with what do consumers want? Well, consumers buying and selling at the very end use locations in the market, that filters all the way back to the, to the very means of production. And that's how we decide what gets produced and how much gets produced and so on and so forth. And the government doesn't have anything to do with that. And then there's capitalism, right? What do we, what do we need to learn about capitalism? Well, what we need to learn about capitalism is that, again, there's no market influence. Money is not, per se, an important function to capitalism. Capitalism is just labor and capital being combined in a way that increases productivity. That's all it is. And so we're going to have to learn the lesson that money is not capitalism. Banking is not capitalism. These are all important lessons. So with that, ponder it some. Are you a red pill? Is all this just BS? Are you a blue pill? No, everything's just the way it should be. Are you a white pill? Like I'm very hopeful. Like maybe to be a white or a black pill, you have to first be a red pill, I think. Those are kind of linked. So you're, you're first either red or blue. And then if you're red, are you a white pill red or are you a black pill red? White pill just means I'm optimistic about the future. Black pill just means, no, we're just going to go until we hit a wall. And there's going to be a, a Great Depression that's about three times longer than the Great Depression that happened in the 20s and 30s. And we're just going to, there's going to be a, uh, a dark ages in America. That's a black pill. So think about that. Think about these lessons and consider, you know, what, what we can all do about it. I mean, voting at this stage, I don't think is going to help. Uh, we, it's more about learning a lesson. It's about learning the principles that drive the lifestyles that each of us have, the standard living that each of us enjoy. That's what, that's what drives the engine of humanity. And to the extent government is involved, it, it taints it. It's like a, it's like a disease that just grinds that to a halt. And this is the lesson we're all going to have to learn. Hopefully we'll learn it soon. Unfortunately, I, me personally, I'm, I'm kind of a gray pill. (laughs) So I'm, I'm a little bit black pill, a little bit white pill. I know ultimately truth will win out. Principle will win out because you cannot suspend reality indefinitely. And this is why I say it's always tied to the money. When the money, when the money crashes, that's when reality will set in. And the only reason I'm, I say I'm both white pill and black pill is because I just don't know how long that'll take. In the very, very long run, I'm white pilled. In the shorter run, I'm black pilled. <laughs> so I'm kind of both. But uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. I just wanted to spend a little time talking about something that uh, libertarians talk about a lot, and that's the the whole red pill, blue pill, and 
And like I said, they've added the, the black and white pill to the whole conversation. So if you enjoy that, come back tomorrow. We'll have something uh, again. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll find a clip and we can uh, jump back into popular culture, see what's going on in, in, uh, in, that, in that area. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for coming in. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace.